welcome to the Daily Buzz. I'm your host, Joel Cardenas. It is the last day of the Utah Legislature's 2022 general session, but it's going to be a long one. Lawmakers started in the morning well before the sun crept over the Wasatch Front and will likely be on Capitol Hill till around midnight. But the annual lawmaking won't necessarily be over. Governor Spencer Cox has 20 days to either sign or veto the hundreds of pieces of legislation. Next, politics reporter Bethany Rogers talks with Associate Dean and Professor Julie Valentine from BYU about a bill which hopes to curb online dating-related sexual assaults. All right, I have with me today Julie Valentine, a Brigham Young University professor and certified sexual assault examiner. Thanks for being with us, Julie. Thank you, Bethany. Great to join you. So I wanted to ask you what led you to begin studying the links between online dating sites and sexual assault in the first place? Well, anecdotally, as forensic nurses, we were noticing uh, more cases in which a victim met uh, someone online and at the first time that they got together, they were raped. And so we really wanted to look at, are we actually, what are our numbers? One, are we actually seeing uh, a rise in these type of cases? And also we wanted to look at, are these cases different under the domain of acquaintance or frequently termed date rape cases than other acquaintance sexual assaults? And what has your research found so far? So we're, we're waiting for the full publication to um, come out, but I can give you some general information. Uh, we found that we looked at the years 2017 through 2020 in the majority of Utah, and there were 3,400 plus cases during that time. And about 2,000 of those were acquaintance sexual assaults, which is about 58%. Most people are raped by someone they know. Um, and out of those, we have 274 cases where the victim met someone online and were raped at the first in-person meeting. That's 14% of those acquaintance sexual assaults. We then looked at, are these cases any different? And we found that they are. Uh, we found that these rapes that occurred after meeting someone through a dating app and at the first time they get together in person, that they are more violent sexual assaults, that victims have more injuries. Um, and it's incredibly worrisome um, that we feel that violent predators are using these dating apps really as hunting grounds. Um, can you tell us a little bit about Representative Angela Romero's bill, HB 352, and how it ties into some of this research that you've done? Yes, so we're really excited about uh, House Bill 352. Uh, what this bill uh, would outline is that dating apps have to be very transparent uh, if they do or do not do any criminal background checks. Most of them do not. Uh, they also have to provide some very clear safety guidelines for meeting in person. I do have to say that comes with some hesitation because that places the burden 
uh, preventing the sexual assault on the victim, which is not where it should be placed, but it is also very important education to provide. And then dating apps also have to clearly state that if they are a victim of a rape or crime from someone they've met on a dating app, that they are not to blame and they are encouraged to report not only to the dating app, but to law enforcement. Um, as you were researching this, what did you learn about the safety notifications that most online dating profiles currently provide? So when we started this in 2017, uh, it was pretty slim pickings as far as um, safety guidelines. We have seen some improvements, um, but we have not seen uh, currently the transparency about doing a criminal background check or not doing a criminal background check. And some of those safety guidelines also were fairly hidden. Um, and so this, this legislation will hopefully increase the visibility of those guidelines. And we don't expect that this is going to prevent all sexual assaults, but even if it prevents prevents a handful, boy, that's a handful of lives that will avoid being shattered um, from this crime. As of Thursday evening, Representative Romero's bill was waiting to be heard in the Senate. And now Utah Eats reporter Stephanie Russell discusses her recent reporting on a local Salt Lake City artist whose work has been selected to adorn Pep's Blue Ribbon beer cans. Katie Mansfield is a Salt Lake City-based artist, and she uh, she sells her artwork. She sells art prints and apparel with her art on it um, through a, through Instagram and through a website called Tragic Girls. Um, and her uh, her art is very uh, cheeky and feminist, and it's based on old school um, comic books, mid century comic books, and mid century horror films. And um, she turns it on its head. She subverts it. She uh, takes what was a very sexist genre and sort of turns it to her own ends and uh, with a lot of humor and a lot of quirk. So she entered the Pabst Blue Ribbon Art Can contest, which has been going on for 10 years, and it's just gotten bigger and bigger. Um, this year, they picked 10 artists out of 7,000 entries that came in from around the world. It was like 120 different countries. And they narrowed it down to 25 finalists, and then they did a round of online voting, and she was one of the final 10. You can check out the rest of Stephanie's story on sltrib.com. Utah health officials reported 396 new COVID-19 cases on Thursday, with six additional deaths. Daily case counts have remained below 480 for eight days in a row now. And while the last couple of days have been pretty warm along the Wasatch Front, meteorologists don't think the mild temperatures will stick around for much longer. The National Weather Service predicts a storm will roll in this weekend that could bring two to four inches of snow Saturday evening and an additional one to three inches of snow on Sunday. That's it for today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to The Daily Buzz and let your friends know about the podcast. Do you have a tip for the newsroom or want to reach out to The Daily Buzz? Send us an email at thedailybuzz at sltrib.com. And thanks to, well, me for editing The Daily Buzz and local band The Pelicans for our music. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.